So we thank you, Lord, for your beautiful word to us tonight. Thank you for this moment where we can open up to the infilling of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for this Eucharist, which is for us the centre and the source of our whole lives and all that we are. We thank you, Lord, for being here and just to gather us to yourself and to speak to our hearts. We praise your name. So tonight I'm to prepare you for being prayed with for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But I want to preface the thing though by referring to the Gospel. Because how can we ignore this Gospel? Everything that happens here when we are filled with the Holy Spirit needs an outworking in our lives. And surely the greatest outworking will be the heart of Jesus, his love for the poor. So that's the fruit that we certainly would be hoping to come from uh, a night like tonight. Not just some personal experience, we will sort of just hang on uh, that experience and become sort of spiritually uh, enlightened. That's really important. But it's got to be further than that, out into uh, the poorest of the poor. And that's what Jesus... Uh, says to us, as often as you did it to the least of my brethren, you did it to me. To the hungry, to the thirsty, those who are homeless, those who are in prison, those who are sick in hospital, those who are need in any way shut in or, or alone, abandoned, whatever. The Holy Spirit's purpose in coming to us is to push us forward in that work of, of, of bringing the love of God to others. It's not meant to be something that we hold to ourselves as a holy sort of uh, uh, little enclosed thing. But rather, it's meant to empower us to go further in, with the heart of Jesus in the world today. Mother Teresa used to sort of say to her sisters, just every night, look at your five fingers and do use the five finger test. You did it to me. So when we met that day, uh, whatever you did, person you ignored, person you sort of spoke badly to, Jesus says, you did it to me. Uh, or, or the one that you sort of loved and affirmed and, and, and maybe picked them up and gave them help, you did it to me. So it's a good little test, isn't it, of whether we're really moving in the spirit. That will be the test for each one of us when we stand before the judgment seat of God. That's, having said that, I want to just uh, then prepare us for this great grace of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's so beautiful isn't it, to be celebrating it on the feast of Christ the King. Because He is Lord. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end of all. All history is under His Lordship. Everything is under His feet. He's, he's now risen from the dead. Now, Paul had that beautiful statement in the uh, which was really a song that the early Christians used to sing, that the God the Father raised him from the dead and gave him the name which is above every other name, so that now at the name of Jesus, every tongue will confess in heaven and earth and the underworld, and every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen? amen. That's what we believe. And we can only say amen to that, and it can only be expressed in this way if we are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people get under the influence these days, huh? Um, we know about that influence. But we're talking about 
the influence of the Holy Spirit and living under the, the Spirit of God. And so that's why we're coming tonight to ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Because you see, at the first Pentecost, you remember, when they were filled with the Spirit at about nine o'clock in the morning, and Peter starts to preach, and he says to them, because the people thought they were drunk. He says, look, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. We're not drunk that way. Rather, we're filled with the Spirit. There's a new intoxication that's happened. A sober intoxication of the Holy Spirit. You want that? More and more, huh? It says in Ephesians, doesn't it? You might remember, where it says, don't get drunk or intoxicated on wine. Wine's good, and good order, but not don't get drunk uh, and intoxicated, but rather be filled with the Spirit. When it says be filled with the Spirit, it means be filled again and again and again by the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, someone comes up to me and says, are you filled with the Spirit, brother? I say, well, I'm in the process of being filled, huh? Uh, we're always, there's more of the Holy Spirit that we need in our lives. The opening up to this great gift of the Spirit. So we want to be immersed more into the love of God tonight. So that love can go through us to others, huh? So we can really be filled in that sort of way. And nothing could stop us. And so we need to be stirred up. You see, we receive so much in our baptism. Uh, Brendan, you might start making your way up. Um, uh, we receive so much in our baptism, didn't we? Now, the Spirit of the Lord was given to us. But you, most of you didn't know much about that because we were children, huh? And we've been confirmation. The bishop laid hands on us. And we were uh, filled with the Spirit there too. So, we're all filled with the Spirit in that sense. But there's a releasing that needs to happen so that the fruits of the Spirit can come alive within us. A transformation can take place. Otherwise, we're sort of, we've got a lot of uh, grace given to us, as it were. Not that we can quantify grace, but it's given to us within and, and we need to be able to be released. And so God gives us an opportunity to say yes to what our baptism and confirmation has done for us. We say yes to that as an adult. And we have to say a deeper and deeper yes. Now, not long ago, I was in the upper room in Jerusalem. Oh, aren't you jealous? Um, <laughs> some, uh, and I was with another uh, 200 charismatic leaders from around the world. And we had the upper room for an hour, which is very unusual because it's run by people who are not really all that for the Christian faith. But, uh, there we were, praising the God in the upper room and just giving glory to the Lord. And then a prophecy came forward. And the prophecy was given by a man who actually had been a prophet right through from the beginning of the renewal. And, and so he spoke and it was very simple because we were, we were praying a lot for the Holy Spirit to come, to anoint us in a new way, give us direction, speak to our hearts, etc. And what the Lord said was very simple. He said... I have already given you my Holy Spirit and I will continue to give my Holy Spirit to you again and again and again. Just be open to receiving my Spirit. Now the word followed right on that which was basically saying 
The Lord wants us to be like the Blessed Virgin Mary when she heard the message from the angel and make our yes like she did, not understanding fully what was happening, but giving over to the will of God. Let it be done to me according to your will. So that's the yes, huh? A surrendered heart, giving over to the Lord and letting him do what he wants to do in me and not allowing any fear to hold me back from that. Now my own personal life was many years ago when I actually made that decision. But I find I have to make it again and again and again. And these days I believe I have to make it even more deeply by, uh, because life has all sorts of problems to it. To live the Christian life is not easy. To preach the Gospel is not easy in today's world, huh? We're living in a hostile environment. How are we going to do it without the fire of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, huh? We need the Holy Spirit to be able to live the rigours of the Christian life because it's not easy to hang on the cross with Jesus. That's what we're called to do. But we, well, the Holy Spirit within us, when the cross weighs into our lives, then we find the resurrection as well, huh? And, and the Spirit gives us the capacity to expand our hearts more and, and, and love more than what we felt we, had, we were capable of. This is what God is like. And, and we need to open ourselves in that deeper yes and surrender to Him. Now, when I first made that um, surrender, it was at a priest's charismatic retreat. And the preacher was talking to a whole lot of priests, and about a hundred of us there. And he said, you've got to be able to say three words. And I'm thinking, what are these three words? I can not. And I knew that was true about my life at that time. I'd been a priest for a while and things hadn't worked out very well in ministry. I had lots of botch-ups and not many successes in ministry. And I thought, what's wrong? What's going wrong here? You know, I needed the Holy Spirit. And my own personal life too was a bit disordered. And I needed the Spirit. So he said, he said, you've got to be able to admit you can't do it yourself. That you can't put your life together yourself. That you can't get the ministry together yourself. You can't put your family together yourself. You can't put your community together yourself. You'll be able to sort of like admit a certain amount of helplessness and dependence upon God. See, we live in a self-sufficient society where everybody says, you know, I can do it, I'll rely upon myself and I'll do it, girl. That sort of thing. But now it's being able to say, you know, in a childlike way, I surrender to you, Lord. So that's what happened. I, I knelt down I, and he said, you've got to be able to say one more word? Yes. With the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes, Lord, you can do it. You do it in my life. And so that was when I simply made that act of surrender to the Lord, which changed my life drastically in a very beautiful way by the grace of God. I'm ever grateful for it. It wasn't as if I had sort of a major revelations come upon me or anything like that. It was just a deep assurance that things would be different. And I can tell you they were totally different. My own personal life, I experienced a new power of transformation, and in ministry too, all sorts of amazing things began to happen. One, one of the beautiful ones was, of course, this Mass that's been going ever since that time. So let's open ourselves to this perpetual Pentecost of God. Now, he, he doesn't hold back on His Holy Spirit. He wants to gift us more and more with the charisms that we need for the work in the Church today. Now, without this, we're we're sort of uh, limp and, and uh, incapable of 
really doing what God wants of us in our own personal lives and in our uh, ministry in the church. So let's just open to it. Don't be afraid. Uh, sometimes people are a bit fearful that they'll be overlooked. But you know, Pentecost has sort of said they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. There wasn't just the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Apostles there. There were a lot of other people there as well. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It didn't say, oh, the Holy Spirit was very selective. He dropped a, a flame on that one. He missed that one. Another flame on that one. No. <laughs> Everyone had a flame on their heads. And, there, and tonight, there's a flame of the Spirit on the head of each person here. Now, the Spirit is visiting us. This is a new Pentecost moment. So don't think that somehow you're going to be overlooked because, oh, I'm not good enough or whatever. No, the Spirit of God will come upon you too as you surrender to Him and give your life over to Him. And, and some people think, oh, I'm, I might be embarrassed. Uh, they get worried about that, you know. Uh, something funny might happen. I might fall over. or uh, I've seen that happen before where people fall over. I don't want to fall down. You know. uh, I don't want to pray in tongues. Well, you know, tongues is a very beautiful gift from God. And, and open yourself to that. He gives it very freely. Just let the praises flow, you know. And I spoke about that first baptized in the Spirit. It didn't happen straight away. It happened just a little bit later. When I was at a meal, just eating a chop. And I felt... I, oh my goodness, because I'd been praying before and I'd come too quickly to the meal. <laughs> and, and I had to go out to the next room because there were other people at the table. And I burst out into tongues. So it's different for different people whatever happens in that regard. But like, what's important is we just yield and surrender to the Lord. And He'll never embarrass you. He loves you so much. Yeah, you're his, his joy and His hope. You're the one who uh, He has His eye on right now. And, and if you were the only one in the room, He'd be just totally beside him with you. And that's how he is. He's madly in love with you. Sometimes people are afraid that he'll ask too much. Uh, you know, he'll ask me to go to Africa or something, or, or do something like that. Um, uh, you know, he'll, or we, we think of the worst case scenario because we're, we don't realize that he's full of love. And if the Lord calls you to whatever he calls you to, it's always full of love. It's always going to bring you into the greater thing that he has for you in life. There's nothing to be afraid of. And, of course, sometimes uh, people are, are worried that, well, I'll turn into a charismatic freak or something, you know, um, and uh, I won't like myself, I'll be changed, change my personality. But you know, you do change, and the more you open up to God, you do change. You change into the beautiful person you were always meant to be. The person who you really are, rather than some false self that you might have created over the years. God does a new work in us, a transforming work. Let's allow that to happen tonight. Be open to him during the Mass, and at the end of the Mass, there'll be opportunity to be prayed over for the Holy Spirit. So um, be very open to it, and during the Mass, just be preparing your heart. And, and then there'll be opportunity where we'll have prayer teams here, not just lay hands on you, they'll anoint you with holy oil, um, but uh, not sacramental oil, but just blessed oil, and they'll pray over you if you so desire, just to yield and open up to this big grace, this big gift of God. It's so wonderful to receive the Holy Spirit. Oh my, you know, we, we sort of so burdened at times in life and just pushing and shoving along and it's so hard. We need the help of God, huh? Why are we trying to do it all by ourselves? Let's turn to the Lord. We're trying to do uh, too much alone by ourselves. So, ask and you receive, says Jesus. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. What father among you, if he was, uh, you know, if the son asked for uh, uh, bread, we'd give him a stone. If he asked for fish, if he give him a snake, or if he asked for an egg, we'd give him a scorpion. If you who uh, 
you who are so evil, he says, like, could actually do good things like that. How much more would your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask Him? So that's what we're about. Asking for the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Praise you, God. So have that come, Holy Spirit, in your heart as we go through the Mass. And bless His name.